Thank you for joining us on Loving Theology. Our aim is to reconcile our hearts to the truth in God's Word. I hope that you find something inspirational in today's content. Hi, my name is Monica Walter, and today I'd like to talk about my post, The Definition of Love. What is love? How would you define it? I could only imagine how vastly different each person's definition would be. Even as I looked at the definition in the dictionary, it was incredibly vague. The Bible, however, has a lot to say about love and gets very specific about what it is and isn't. I'd like to start this series in a familiar verse from 1 John 4. In verse 8, it says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. That last phrase comes off pretty bold compared to the vague definition in the dictionary. God is love. Could that possibly mean that love is God? Let's tackle this question with a bit of grammar. By no means is grammar a strength of mine. Actually, I'd consider it a weakness. I still appreciate its use in clarifying uncertainties in the Bible. We can use the rules of grammar to help decipher what has been written. Let's look at the parts of speech from the phrase in verse eight to clarify its meaning. God is a subject, is is the linking verb, and love is what's called a predicate nominative. If we replace the linking verb is with equals, we see that the sentence still works. God equals love, which confirms that love is a predicate nominative. However, this serves only as a grammatical test and shouldn't be used to reinterpret the phrase as love is God. In other words, while this might tempt us to interpret God and love as equal, that is not what's implied by the grammar here. You see, the predicate nominative love only serves to rename the subject God, not replace it. Our culture often elevates love to the point that it's used to define right and wrong, putting the idea of love as a God rather than understanding God as a person. As Christians, we do the same thing. We project our own idea of love onto our understanding of who God is. For example, sometimes we say, God wouldn't do that, that's not loving. This is an example of, well, idolatry. We're no longer putting God first, but our own idea of love. Therefore, we taint who God says he is, making it impossible for us to give our reverence and worship to the one true God. We must let God's character define love for us rather than understanding who God is through our own idea of love. So what does it mean that love renames God if it doesn't replace him? Our God so captures love that all of his characteristics are an expression of it. Love is not simply an attribute to be added to God. Instead, who God is himself is the definition of love. Knowing God helps us grasp the sacrificial, endless, individual, and deep love that he has for us. It doesn't always look like the strictly adoring love that we might desire, but his all-encompassing love powerfully interacts with us to protect us, discipline us, and stretch us. God is love beautifully expresses how intimately God's nature is tied to love, so much so it renames him. In other words, one of his names is love. In Exodus 34, Moses goes up Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, and God reveals his name to him. As we know, God has many names that he uses to show us different aspects of his nature. And in this case, he tells Moses his name is Jehovah, which is the proper name of God. 
When he reveals his name to him, it says, The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaims the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. That's from Exodus 34, 5 through 7. As we can see, love is mentioned twice when he reveals his name. If we use this verse to further understand the meaning of 1 John 4, 8, we can understand the intimate connection between his name and his nature. God must always come first, so our definition of love should come from knowing God. The more time we spend getting to know God in scripture, the better we can understand what true love is in all of our relationships, such as marriage, friendship, family, work, strangers, and even enemies. Love is already defined. We only need to know our Father more to understand love better and ultimately be more loving. In the next post of this series, we will look at how every expression of true love comes from God alone. The same love that God the Father had for his one and only Son can be in us. Knowing who God is or knowing his name enables us to receive love, just as Jesus prayed in John 17, 26. I have made your name known to them and will make it known, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. If you would like more content, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can also find videos of our content on the Loving Theology YouTube channel. Visit us at lovingtheology.com to find all of our posts and links to our references. You can also subscribe to our email at our website or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for joining us.